on today's program. A shadow of commitment and a shadow of consecration. A shadow of dedication. A shadow of prayer and relationship and fasting. A shadow, amen, that said, I'm not going to let my past dictate my future. Amen. A shadow, amen, that because of his faith, amen, his shadow would heal. All of that and more next on Today's Truth.
apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among them, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Amen. I'm going to allow Brother Tyler to put the title up there, amen, and we'll try our best sometime throughout the message to make our point, and maybe we won't, and some of y'all might be like, what in the world is he talking about? But we're going to go somewhere, amen, but tonight we're going to preach, amen, the simple title of the Peter Pan Complex. The Peter Pan, it's amazing, we're preaching about the Peter Pan Complex, and we read a verse of scriptures about Peter. Amen. Now, I'm not trying to blaspheme tonight. I'm not trying to mock the Word of God. So don't any of y'all, amen, hyper-spiritual bucks, amen, think I'm doing that by comparing, amen, the Apostle Peter to Peter Pan, amen, or vice versa, amen. But, you know, we're talking about a man, hallelujah, chosen by God, amen. We know, hallelujah, that the Apostle Peter was one of the very 12 that was handpicked and chosen, amen, by Jesus. Amen, hallelujah. Now, I don't know about you, amen, but I consider that something pretty special. Amen, although many were called and although many, amen, were one, hallelujah, through the preaching of the apostles, amen, to be one of the first, amen, handpicked and to be able to walk with Jesus and hear his teaching and Amen. See the miracles on a first-hand account. Amen. Just to be able to sit there and, amen, I don't know about you, but even when Bishop White comes to town, hallelujah, his sermons are amazing. I can sit here and, and just listen all day, but there's nothing like going out to eat with him or, or going to the house with him and just sitting there and listening to the stories of his travels and all the events that's happened and the miracles that he's seen. And amen, there's just nothing like it. So to be one of the chosen vessels that God said, I am going to pour into you, amen, for a greater hour, amen. And I only have so much time to get the job done. I only have so much time to disciple you, amen, for a greater and a future purpose. Now, the Apostle Peter, I started off with, amen, a scripture that tells us that, amen, those who had faith, amen, and believed that, amen, he was the real deal, believed that this man could lay hands on the sick and see them recover, he could cast out demons, he could do all great sorts of things, they knew this man, hallelujah, had a relationship with the Almighty, amen, and they had faith to say, hey, you don't even have to touch me yet. You don't have to breathe on me with your bad breath like Benny Hinn. Amen. If I could just allow the, the shadow to pass me by. Amen. I read here, and when I read that, amen, you would think, hallelujah, that the, the apostle Peter was just this great man of God from the very beginning. But I would tell you tonight, amen, he was only human. He wasn't an angelic being. Amen. He was just a disciple that God Amen. And he went through some things just like all of us. If we would back up. Amen. You see, right before this instance that I told you about, there were a couple by the 
the name of Ananias and Sapphira. If you would just back up in the same chapter, chapter 5. They lied to the Holy Ghost and said, hey, we're going to, we sold our land and we're going to give all of it. Come on, huh? When really they had decided to keep a portion for themselves. Yeah. And see, the Holy Ghost worked through this very same apostle, Peter, so greatly that he recognized and discerned that they were lying. He said, you're not lying, amen, to me, but you're lying to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. But this man wasn't always this great man of faith. Amen. You see, we can back up to Matthew chapter 26 and verse 31. Amen. And it says, Then saith Jesus said to them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. And Peter, you see, he was always a rambunctious one. Amen. When all the other ones were just kind of chill, and they were like, Okay, Jesus. Amen. Yes, sir, Jesus. Amen. Peter's like, no, 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 no. Back up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I getting smart with God. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Peter answered and said unto him, though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. Come on. Lord, everybody on this earth can be offended, but I'm going to be the one that's not. It's nice to say, even though it's not true. Amen. I, they're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah they are. He said, I'm never going to be offended. Jesus looked at him and said, Verily I say unto thee that this night, amen, I'm not talking about a week or a month or even a few years, but this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me. Thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Amen. Hallelujah. You walk with Jesus. You see him multiply bread, fish. You see him raise the dead. You see him unstop. Amen. Death hears and open the blinded eyes. Amen. But you have the gall to tell him what he says is going to happen is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And I get it. Hallelujah. We're like, no. You're the man, Jesus. You're, you're our leader. Hallelujah. We walked with you for three and a half years. There's no way that that's going to happen. Yeah. Amen. But you see, it was all part of a divine plan. Amen. You see the same Peter, hallelujah, that had so much faith and had such a relationship with Jesus, the same one that people would drag, hallelujah, the sick, even if they had to put them on a couch and amen, just allow his shadow to pass by. And it was the same one. I didn't read you the rest of the story where it goes on to tell us what Jesus said came to pass. Amen. He was accused. Aren't you one of those? Who? Uh, me? No, you're crazy. That's not me. I'm not one who walked with Jesus. So, amen. And a little later, the same thing would happen. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Amen. Three times people recognized him for him to turn around and lie and deny it. Amen. The accusations. Yeah. And I can imagine when, hallelujah, 
You're looking on somebody getting ready to be crucified. You probably don't want to join them right there at that moment. Jesus, no, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. Amen. He wasn't always that great man of God. Amen. The same man in Acts chapter 2 verse 38. I didn't actually put this passage of scripture here, but the very same one who preached on the day of Pentecost when they said, what must we do to be saved? And he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The same, amen, if you will, pastor that preached that great message of salvation that day, amen, was the same one, hallelujah, and that denied Jesus. And I know it feels like it's taken me a while to get to my point. Amen, you would go to Matthew chapter 16, and it kind of amazes me. Because this was, what, nine chapters before Jesus told him that he would deny him. And Matthew chapter 16 and 13 says, When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye? That I am. I'm not interested in what everybody else says. I want to know who you say. Who can preach right there all night? Hallelujah. I better move on. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, the same one who had that tenacity, that had that boldness. I'll never deny you the same one if any of y'all remember cut off the ear. Hallelujah. Of one of the centurion soldiers that Jesus had to put it back. Amen. He rebuked Peter. That same one, hallelujah, stood up and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Because I want to tell you, and I'm sorry, I can't help it, it's just in me. I gotta I gotta chase a few rabbits tonight. I apologize. Amen. You see, it takes a recognition. Amen. If you want God to recognize you in your situation. If you want God to elevate you in your situation, amen, you see all throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, he gives us an identity, amen, but he also explains to us his identity, amen, I believe that when Simon Peter got a boldness and said, hey, master, I know who you are, amen, I don't have to wonder if you're John the Baptist, I don't have to wonder if you're Elias, I don't have to wonder, amen, if you're one of the prophets, I know who you are, I recognize the power, amen, that comes, hey, thou art Christ, the son of the living God, amen, and when Jesus, amen, heard that, something inside of him, amen, lit up, and Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. And he says, I say unto thee, thou art Peter. Amen. You see? Amen. Hallelujah. You see, if I would just get a little more Holy Ghost in my living room when I was studying, 
Amen. Hallelujah. I might not get so nervous as I do behind the pulpit. Amen. But it's not till you get here that God starts revealing some things. Amen. You see, when Peter recognized who he was and gave him a name, amen, Jesus turned around and said, I'm going to tell you who you are. Amen. When you can recognize the identity of the Almighty God, and you can say, Lord, I recognize you as healer. I recognize you as deliverer. I recognize you, hallelujah. As the way maker. I recognize you as the giver of life and joy and peace. Ah, when you can recognize him, he'll turn around and recognize you. Amen, Peter. Ah, thou art Peter. And not only is he going to recognize you, amen, but he's going to bestow an honor upon you. Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. You fed in some good Cheerios today. We're going to stay there for a little while. Brother Gary, you're going to get a, get a workout tonight. I'm going to walkie-talkie. Amen. You see, we can say, I know who God is all day long. Amen. We can say, well, I've been on an apostolic view my whole life. There's not anything that you can tell me. I know about the deity of God. I know about the oneness. I have revelation. I know about salvation. Amen. Being born of the water and of the spirit. I know. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. 
Everybody's wondering, Peter Pan complex, what are you talking about? Anybody know the story of Peter Pan? Come on. Yeah, Come on. Michael Jackson. Amen. Michael Jackson. <laughs> never, never land. There you go. Amen. Uh-huh. You see, Peter Pan had a shadow. Come on. Anybody remember the shadow of Peter Pan? Uh-huh. Amen. We turned on YouTube just so I could watch it. Amen. And bring to my memory, hallelujah, that scene again. But the old cartoon, amen, when you see that Peter Pan's shadow is separated and caught in the windowsill. Amen. And they take his shadow, and obviously this is mythical, but they take the shadow and they roll it up and they put it in a drawer. Amen. But because Peter, hallelujah, has such a bond and an attachment to his shadow, he's doing everything in his power to get in that house, to get reattached to that shadow. Amen. The parents leave the house. The kids are asleep. Amen. Uh, He starts making some ruckus. Finally, he finds a way to get in the house. Uh, Amen. And all of a sudden, he starts chasing that shadow around. Amen. The shadow is flying one way and Peter's flying after it. Come on. I just need to watch it. Come on. Amen. I'm trying to call him. <laughs> Amen. He's chasing the shadow around. Yeah. Amen. And finally, Wendy wakes up after hearing this ruckus. Uh-huh. Amen. When Peter's doing everything that he can do, amen, to reattach his shadow yeah. to his body. Amen. Wendy helps him out and says, no, silly. Amen. Let me sew it. You got to sew it back on. Come on. Amen. You got to sew that shadow back on. Amen. And then he, when she helps him sew that shadow back on, he is so pleased. Amen. Because guess what? He and his shadow could not be separated. Amen. He had a separation anxiety from his shadow. Amen. You see, as I walk along here, you can see, amen, the outline of my shadow coming with me. Amen. You can see it following me around. Amen. But I would tell you tonight that some of y'all are too attached to your shadows. Amen. Some of y'all are too attached. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Some of y'all have a Peter Pan complex. Amen. That says I can't be without my shadow. Amen. I will tell you tonight that some of y'all, amen, need to rebuke the shadow of your past tonight. Amen. I'm getting there slowly. I'm trying. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of y'all, amen, have hold on to it for too long. Amen. So, I can't move forward without my shadow. Amen. It's like a security blanket that you have to hold on to. You can't sleep without it. You can't eat without it. You can't work without it. You hold on to it. Amen. It's your security. Amen. There's security in Amen. What's certain? You know, hallelujah, what happened to you. You know how you were abused. You know how you were talked about and slandered. Amen. You see, it's that Peter Pan complex. That shadow of offense. 
that shadow of bitterness. Amen. That shadow of unforgiveness. That uh, Amen. That, that shadow of hurt. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe. Amen. Some of y'all have been abused tonight. Amen. And you just can't let go of that shadow. You see, Peter had a choice. Amen. Peter the apostle. He had a choice. He could, he could hold on to the fact that he denied Christ. He could hold on to the fact that, amen, he lied on three separate occasions and said, no, amen, I wasn't with him. You see, the only thing is when you're around something long enough, amen, you begin to become like them. Amen. And there's no denying what you are becoming. Amen. And when somebody recognizes it, Be not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. But you see, some of y'all, amen, are saying with one breath that you want to be a witness and you want to be a soul winner. Amen. But with the other breath, your shadow of your past keep creeping behind you. Amen. And saying you could never be good enough. Amen. Why? Because you still go into those secret places. Amen. Sometimes and see things you shouldn't see and partake of things you shouldn't partake of. Look at things. Amen. Let me put things out of your throat you shouldn't. Amen. There's different things that you do. Amen. That keep on staying attached to you. Amen. When God says to lose the shadow. You see the apostle Peter. Oh sure. He denied Christ. Yeah. Amen. He denied Christ nine chapters after. Amen. Jesus had already told him, you're going to be the rock. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Amen. He denied him. Amen. Some of y'all are so busy living in your bitterness and living in your unforgiveness and living in your offense. Amen. You're so worried about the denial. Amen. That you don't remember that God chose you. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Come on. He delivered you. Amen. At one time. He brought you to an altar at one time. Amen. Come on. He took that addiction away from you at one time. Amen. You keep forgetting that you're still called to that greater purpose. Hey, Peter Pan, why you let go of that shadow that tells you you can't do it? Amen. But I would remind you that after his denial, amen, that God still chose him and God still used him. Amen. He still used him to heal the sick. Amen. Even his very shadow. Amen. You see, he had a shadow. Amen. That we all need to have. A shadow of commitment and a shadow of consecration, a shadow of dedication, a shadow of prayer and relationship and fasting, a shadow, amen, that said, I'm not going to let my past dictate my future, amen, a shadow, amen, that because of his faith, amen, his shadow would heal. We need to go with the shadow of the doubt, the shadow of the voices. Some of y'all shadow are people that you need to quit hanging around. 
Some of your shadows are the ones, the voices of doubt that keep playing over and over in your head. Amen. You don't have to go to that church. You don't have to live like that. You don't have to dress a certain way. Amen. Look at all these other churches. You know, they preach, amen, basically the same doctrine, but they, you know, they're, they're held to a different standard. Oh, amen. They, yeah, that's some of y'all's shadow. Amen. And if you do not loose yourself from that shadow, amen, of those voices, uh, you're going to find yourself going down a dark alley. Uh, amen. And one day you're never going to be able to come back. Uh, amen. You better hold on to the voice of your pastor. Uh, amen. You better get rid of the negative voices in your life. The shadows that keep trying to bring you down. Come on. Amen. This ain't going anything like I thought it would, but hope somebody's getting something out of it. Peter Pan and his shadow. Amen. You see, the shadow that Peter Pan had. It's not exactly the shadow I'm talking about, but it represented an extension of oneself. Yes, sir. Right. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, and it was symbolic of the soul, and without one, that a person, amen, if they were liking it, could not even be human. Right. He was so attached to that shadow, and he, amen, he was so brainwashed to the fact that he had to have it. Peter Pan, Peter Pan complex, Peter Shadow, and, and those of his lost boys. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Amen. The boys that lived in Never Neverland. Yeah. It's typically understood as a symbol of his own inability to reach adulthood. Oh Amen. You see, he was living in a dream that he didn't want to end. Amen. He was living, amen, in something that he didn't want to move, amen, forward from. Amen. And that's what we're doing. A lot of us, we're dragging that shadow behind, amen, because we're scared of the uncertainty of what's to come in the future. Amen. And you see, that's why you find, amen, and I don't, I don't mean, amen, to, uh, to go down this road, but just hear me out tonight. That's why you find, uh, amen, women and men that will stay in abusive relationships, uh, amen, because although abusive, uh, amen, they're certain, uh, amen, although, amen, maybe they're being molested or beat, uh, amen, or mentally abused, uh, they refuse uh, to leave the bounds of that relationship. Come on. Because they've held on to that shadow of certainty for so long. But I'm here to tell you, amen, that God has a new shadow. Uh, <laughs> he has a new shadow. You don't have to live, amen, under the shadow, amen, of hurt and abuse, amen, and the shadow of your past, amen, that this one raped me or this one molested me or this one did me wrong and this one talked about me, amen, and I'm just... You know, I'm nothing but a trash, and, and I can never be nothing for God. Amen. But I want to tell you, uh, amen, that the same blood that cleansed me, uh, the same blood that washed me, uh, amen, the same one, hallelujah, amen, that delivered me on pornography addiction, uh, amen, is the same one tonight that died on Calvary for you. Amen. I don't care what you've done tonight. God wants to give you a new shadow. Come on. 
Amen. Let go of those shadows. Amen. Because Psalm chapter 36 and 7 says, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the what? The shadow of thy wings. You see, when you abide in him, amen, you're covered by his shadow. And y'all hanging on the shadows. Amen. You see that some of us, amen, maybe not necessarily being limited by the past of abuse. Amen. But there's still words that ring in our ears that tell us we won't be good enough. Come on. We still try to run away and get to places where those words can no longer be heard. Come on. God has given you a different shadow. Yes. One that says it doesn't matter. Amen, brother. He travels what part of the earth you preach at. Amen. He's given you an anointing that's going to reach the world. I don't care. Amen. Where you're at. Amen. You see, because what God has cleansed, let no man call unclean. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. You see, I should have known that there was actually something called Peter Pan syndrome. I didn't look that up before I had the title of this message. Amen. But it's based on a concept of not growing up and being trapped in childhood. It's not. It's not a recognized quote-unquote mental health illness but it says the phrase has also been used to describe companies who avoid productivity enhancing technologies and remain small there's no growth the term is used to describe an adult who is socially immature Peter Pan syndrome the term's been used informally by both lay people and some psychology professionals in popular psychology since the 1983 publication of the Peter Pan Syndrome, Men Who Have Never Grown Up by Dr. Dan Kiley. Kiley also wrote a companion book, The Wendy Dilemma, which I did not study. Peter Pan Syndrome is not recognized, blah, blah, blah. People who exhibit characteristics popularly associated with the Peter Pan Syndrome. Amen. Sometimes have been referred to as Peter Panics. This term has and concept is not accepted in the whatever and is used disparagingly. Come on. Man, I'm trying to get to the good part here. Good Lord. Amen. So it says that there's a Latin term for eternal boy. Amen. Don't even ask me to try to announce that word. But it says in mythology is a child God who is forever young. Come on. And it's used to this term is used to describe an older person whose emotional life 
has remained at an adolescent level, which is also known as Peter Pan's syndrome. Amen. It says they lead a provisional life due to the fear of being caught in a situation from which it might not be possible to escape. It says he or she covets independence and freedom and opposes boundaries and limits and tends to find any restriction intolerable. Amen. In other words, amen. Hallelujah. They're going to stay in their little bubble of safety. Amen. They're going to stay in their little bubble of, of, of non-conformity and, and no change. And, amen. They're not, they're not going to move forward. Nothing. Amen. They're not going to put their, their hand out to, amen, to help anybody. Amen. Because they're too stuck. Amen. In their own selfishness. Amen. There's a whole lot that they put on here about the Peter Pan syndrome that I didn't put because I... Even though I'm so good at offending people myself. Amen. God forbid we use words from the internet to do so. Amen. But it says that Peter, people with Peter Pan syndrome, amen, more often than not are narcissists. Amen. You see, they have a spirit of entitlement. Amen. And people who continually just bail them out. Allow them to stay in this frame of mind, never changing, because they just have that sense of entitlement. Well, this person will pay my bills. That person will take care. Amen. This person will clean my house. This person will do that. Amen. Peter Pan syndrome. Amen. I want to tell you something. We're not living in Neverland. Amen. We're not living in a fantastical, imaginary, amen, creation of Amen. Where we never grow older. Amen. And nothing ever changes. And we just stay. Amen. In the age of childhood where we can roam and play and fly. Amen. Because I know everybody in this room at one point or another as a child had a dream. Amen. To fly. We watch the superheroes go across the screen. We all have. Amen. That dream of flying. Amen. But I will tell you. Amen. That we cannot stay in that imaginary land. Yes, I believe. Amen. The Peter Pan syndrome. Amen. You see, some of us are so dictated by our shadows. Come on. Amen. All titled is addicted to your shadow. Addicted. Yes. Amen. It's with me always. It's something I can count on. Amen. It's not going to hurt me. It's not going to talk about me. It's not going to abuse me. Amen. Uh, Wherever I go, it's going to go, but that's because I'm leaving it. And and, and I'm my own shadow's boss. And I'm not going to lead it. It's not going to lead me anywhere that's uncomfortable. Amen. But I will tell you tonight, amen, yeah, there's a little bit of, of discomfort living for God. Uh, what? I thought this was supposed to be the best life. Oh, yeah, this is the best life. 
Amen. I will tell you, though, you have to step out of that Peter Pan bubble that you live in. Amen. That says, I can't allow anything to change. Yeah. Amen. You've got to walk out of it. Amen. You've got to bust it. Amen. That bubble that says, I, uh, I, I can't be transformed. I can't, I can't conform to that way of thinking, that lifestyle. Come on. Amen. Because God's not going to lead you somewhere where he will not be there. Amen. With you always. Amen. He's not going to lead you somewhere. Amen. Just to forsake you. Amen. But when you come out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. And you make a decision. Amen. To repent and say, God. Amen. I've made some mistakes in my life. Lord, I've fallen short. I failed you, God. Amen. I've thought some things. Said some things. Watched some things. Amen. Done some things. Talked about people. Amen. Whatever the case may be. Told some lies. Amen. Hallelujah. I've had hatred in my heart. Amen. And you say, Lord, I'm sorry. He begins to rip that old shadow away, Brother Tyler. Amen. He begins to rip it away and he starts putting a new one. I want safety and security. Amen. That one that says, I'm going to abide under the shadow of his wings. Amen. Because when you abide under the shadow of his wings, you don't have to worry about fear. You don't have to worry about anxiety. You don't have to worry about, amen, what was, but only what is to come. Amen. Come on. Come on. Shadow. Shadow is a dark fear cast upon a surface by a body intercepting the rays from a source of light. An inseparable companion or follower. Some of y'all have had that inseparable companion or follower for too long. And I will tell you, even though Webster says it's inseparable, God says no. <laughs> Amen. I can separate that for you. Amen. I can separate that addiction. I can separate that syndrome. I can separate that. Amen. That that sickness. I can separate that disease. I can separate. Amen. That mental illness, or maybe it's just the sleepless nights and the the restlessness and the depression. I can take that away. Amen. Amen. Because you have to abide in the shadow that says, if you keep your mind on Him, He'll keep you in perfect peace. That's the shadow that I want to live under. That's the shadow that I want, amen, not only going, amen, behind me, but going before me. Amen, joy, peace, amen, everlasting life. Hallelujah. An area near an object, pervasive and dominant influences, one definition of shadow. A reflected image, an imperfect and faint representation. Amen. Some of us are so worried. Amen. What people are going to think about us. What we're going to look like. Amen. What's it going to sound like or what are people going to think when God fills me with the Holy Ghost or when I begin to speak in tongues? Amen. Quit worrying about what other people think. Quit worrying about what you're going to look like. Quit worrying about if you're going to mess up. 
Amen. You see, this world doesn't have to call you beautiful. Amen. The Bible says that he will beautify the meek with salvation. Amen. You see, when he saves you, amen, from this worldliness, this carnality, amen, the life of sin, he destroys that shadow of what was. Amen. He puts that shadow of salvation that says you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But I don't want to continue to have that Peter, Peter Pan complex. You see, originally it's been so long since I watched it. It's been so long since I since I watched it. What I was actually originally thinking, and that's I'm glad I went back and watched it. Just that little four-minute clip. Amen. But what I was actually thinking and what I remember is that he was incapable of flying without his shadow, which wasn't actually true. Amen. But we turned it on and I was like, it looks like he's flying to me. I'm like, thank you, Captain Obvious. There went my message. Everybody needs to take a in their life. Amen. But that's what I was originally thinking, amen, that he couldn't fly without a shadow, and that's why he was so, amen, diligent about getting it reattached. And have happy thoughts. <laughs> amen. Brother Chuck, you should be fine always. Yeah. Oh, he is. <laughs> amen, but you see, some of y'all are so afraid <laughs> that you're not going to succeed without your shadow. Amen. That you gotta drag it because that's how you recognize. You see, where we, whether we want to admit it or not, Brother Heath. Uh, amen. A lot of us are addicted to self pity. Amen. Because that self pity brings attention, and amen. At the end of the day, our, our flesh just—we like attention. Amen. It's that crutch that we walk with everywhere we go. Well, I was just, I was, I was done wrong, and I was abused, and this pastor hurt me, and they talked about me, and it's a, it's a crutch and the shadow that we, that we walk with everywhere. Amen. Because it gives us attention and open doors. Amen, but that's not the kind of attention that I want. That's not the kind of shadow that I want to live under. Yes. Amen. Because my my God said you don't have to live under that shadow. Amen. You don't have to have that kind of attention. Amen. That wants to constantly remind people, amen, of the hurt you went through. Amen. You know what we need to be reminding people of every day uh, is the hurt not that you went through, but that God brought you out of. Amen. Because I might have been abused before. Amen. But now I'm victorious. Amen. I might have been addicted before. Amen. But now I'm addicted. Amen. To serving God. Amen. You see, he brought me from what I used to be. Amen. He gave me a future. Amen. He brought me out. Reminding people, you see, there's enough pity in this world. There's enough negativity. All you got to do is turn the news on. You'll see it. People don't need to read your sob story. 
Amen. I'm not saying don't confide in somebody. The right somebody. Amen. I'm not saying don't tell somebody about confession is good for the soul. We understand all of that. Every once in a while, we all need somebody to talk to. Amen. But we need to be the influencer, not the influencee. Amen. We need to be the one that's, amen, influencing somebody else and telling them what God did, not, amen, over there. Amen. By the time we get done with the conversation, they're ready to jump off the bridge with us. Man, girl, you have gone through some stuff. I'll jump through. <laughs> Come on, we know that person that when you see them in the store, amen, you're going to walk the other direction every single time. Yeah, and you see, most of us are trained. When somebody asks you how you are, this is terrible because we've got to repent a line. Let's just be honest. Come on. I mean, you could have a migraine. You could be down on your back. Amen. You could be just negative 2,500 in your bank account. Oh, I'm cool. I'm doing good. When you know we're not. But there's some people. They're never good. And if you ask it, hey, how are you? Well, let me just tell you. Let me just tell you how I am. I woke up today with my sciatica acting up and my leg was numb and I couldn't walk and <laughs> Some people you don't want to ask how they are. Amen. Because they're not just going to lie to you and say, hey, I'm great. Amen. I'm not promoting lying in this place. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. You would rather tell somebody you're doing okay than spend an hour. <laughs> Amen. Really telling them how you are. Amen. But I want to tell you something. Even when we're bad, our, our worst day living for God is still our best day. Amen. It's still the best day that we could ever have. Amen. It's still the best thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Because, uh, amen, when I wasn't covered by the grace of God, uh, amen, when I wasn't serving Him, uh, amen, when I was addicted to all these things, I went to bed every night. Amen. Anxious. Because I knew I wasn't covered. I knew I wasn't, amen, shamed. I knew I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. I knew I, I wasn't doing what was right. The Bible says when you know to do right, you can do it not. Yes. It's a sin. That's right. amen. amen. Hallelujah. I hope there's some people in here that's living with a different shadow tonight. You see, we don't have to. Some of us have some crazy stories. Come on. Amen, we do. Some of us have been hurt, abused, lied to, ridiculed. And you, you see, some of us are still living under the shadow of those walls. Amen. We can't forget how we were lied about. We can't forget, amen, how we were hurt, how we were talked about. And, and we can't even have a good, healthy relationship with our spouse, with our children, because of those lies. Amen. But God wants to tell you he will never lie. Amen. Uh, the Bible says it is impossible for God 
to lie. Amen. God wants to erase some of the hurt. Amen. And the pain of those lies. And knock down some of those walls. Amen. That keep holding you back. Amen. Under that shadow. Amen. And he wants to give you peace tonight. And he wants you to trade those lies. Amen. And say, Lord, I I know you've got me. I know you're going to carry me. I know, Lord, you've never left me. You see, we trust in all kinds of shadows. Isaiah 30, verse 1 through 3 says, Woe to the rebellious children, save the Lord to take counsel, but not of me. And that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit. See, what kind of shadows are you being covered by? Come on. Come on. <laughs> that they may add sin to sin. <laughs> that walk to go down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh. Come on. And to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. You know what Egypt represents? Yeah, yeah. The world represents sin. Yes. Amen. And some of, you, some of us keep dragging that shadow along because, amen, we're more comfortable with that shadow than we are the shadow of righteousness. Yeah. Right. Amen. But you know why that is? It's because that's what our habits are. Come on. Amen. But when you would learn, amen, to enter into that prayer closet and cry out to God, Amen. To let him know all your troubles. Amen. Instead of running to Egypt uh, and telling them all about it. Uh, amen. I'm just going to tell you all something. Don't call yourself apostolic. Uh, amen. And don't tell your co-workers. Uh, amen. What's going on in your marriage or in your uh, kids' lives or in your family. That's a bunch of negative garbage. Uh, amen. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be overcomers by the word. I'm not saying, amen, that apostolics are never going to have problems. Uh, amen. Yeah, we have problems. Uh, Amen. But we serve the one who's the problem solver. Amen. Every answer that we need, amen, for our lives is in this great book. And we don't have to tell them about our problems. Amen. What are you saying? That we have to be spiritual guys? No, that's not what I'm saying. You see, because, amen, we wore these suits and these dresses and the, eh, I better not say pretty hair. <laughs> pretty hair, woman. Amen. And we have our sleeve some of us down to our uh, wrists and whatever. We look the part. But we make people think that we're just perfect. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're human. We go through things. Problem is, we just have the right solution. Amen. I said we have the right solution. Amen. And it's not posting some negative junk on Facebook. So you can have every worldly Jezebel responding to you and saying, I'm praying for you. Yeah. I don't want your prayers. Yeah. Amen. I don't want that confusion. Amen. Go to the right source. Amen. My Bible says he's the water that if you drink it, you will never thirst again. Amen. That's the source that you need to go to. Amen. You see, there's shadows in this room, even for the ones that have been going to church for I don't care if it's 50 years. Yes. Amen. Some of y'all, this is new to you, but some of y'all have been in this your whole life. Come on. Amen. And this message hasn't gone exactly. I knew it wouldn't. 
It's all right. Come on. Amen. But I want somebody to hear tonight. Some of y'all still carry the shadow of abuse around. You're right. You can, you can try to fake it all day long. Amen. But it's evident. Come on. It's evident. Yes. Because it's dragging behind you. The shadows of unforgiveness from the words that, amen, maybe were lied against you or that were told to you and they just cut so deep. People you never would have expected to say certain things. But I would remind you, they asked Jesus, where did you get those scars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did he say? In the house of my friends. Amen. But you see, your closest friends are going to hurt you. But Jesus won't. Amen. Jesus won't. Oh, yeah, he might hurt you. Amen. If it's to help you. Amen. He might help you, hurt you if he's rebuking you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he's loving you. Come on. And leading you, trying to lead you down the path of righteousness. Amen. We see the shadows of hurt, shadow of walls, lies, ridicule, mockery, bitterness, Come on. regret, shadow of what ifs. Yeah. What ifs. That's a big one. What if I had done this? What if I had said this? What if I had not said this? What if I hadn't done this? Come on. What if? Amen. We need to we need to bury that shadow. You see, I want to tell you something. My dad in 2016, the beginning, I guess it was the beginning of 2016, wasn't he was diagnosed? He gave me a call. Working in the shipping receiving department at work at the time. And he said, Son, he said, Son, I've had pain in my side. He didn't know anything yet. He said, I've had pain in my side. And my dad, amen, my dad had to be deathly pain, in, in death, deathly pain or deathly sick to even take an ibuprofen. Or to say anything. So he must have been recognized that there was something wrong in his body. He said, I'm in pain. I'm going to the doctor. And, you know, I think he might have said, I've gone to the doctor, but I haven't heard anything yet. Amen. Well, he called a couple days later. And he went from having pain in his body, not knowing anything was wrong, to having stage four liver cancer that quick. Come on now. Come on. That quick. Amen. Lived in Utah. It's not like we could just jump in the car and go 10 minutes across town to see him. They told him, they said, if we treat this, if we treat this, you have two to five years to live. They treated it and he still didn't. No, he didn't last two years. 16 months later, you see, he tried to prepare. He called me and he said, you know, help me look for some houses. Because his plan was to move back and retire in Kentucky and be with his family and hold his grandbabies. Future at the time, there weren't any yet. That was always his plan. He missed Kentucky. And he said, please help me look. I want to buy your mom a little house and get her set up. And we found just a little kind of rundown house. 
bought it, and I think he put about another $25,000 into it. Pastor Orton helped us. Huh, let me rephrase that. We helped Pastor Orton. <laughs> we ain't got those kind of skills. Remodeled that house, got it ready. A house that my dad never even saw personally after it was done. Did you see it before? Okay. Never saw it after it was done. Amen. Came back to Madisonville, stayed with my sister, never came and saw the house that we had that he had prepared or had prepared for my mom. Never did. Two weeks after being in Madisonville, was dead. We'd go to the hospital. He had a seizure one day. I got a call from work. They were trying to get a hold of me. Your dad has had a seizure. It took him to, was a deaconess? St. Vincent in Evansville. And, amen. And I never had a good feeling from the time we found out he had cancer. I wasn't trying to be down Thomas, but I just I just kind of had a feeling he wasn't going to live long. Amen. But you see, I had a trip planned, me and my wife, who was around the time of our anniversary, to go to the Smoky Mountains. I said my goodbyes the night before, and I was hoping that he would hold on just a little while long. Actually, there's probably something inside of me that hoped he wouldn't. Because I didn't know how to handle it. I was running away. Brother Matt, nobody that close to me. My grandparents had died, but they were always off being missionaries and pastoring, and we didn't have a relationship with them. It didn't, didn't really affect me. But nobody that close to me had died, and I was trying to run away. And the day that he died, we had our bags packed. We were in the car, and we had just drawn money out of the bank, about to head out of town, and my sister called, and he's about to take his last breath. I wasn't even by my dad's side when he took his last breath. You see, we all have regrets. Oh, I said my goodbyes. I've been there every night at the hospital with him. You know, we all knew we, when he got to the hospital, they ran tests and said cancer's all over his body. We knew. <laughs> but my wife asked me, honey, are you sure you want to do this? We need to stay home. You need to be at the hospital. And I was just trying to run away. My dad took his last breath while I was trying to run away, go to the Smoky Mountains. He said, we all live sometimes with shadows of regret. I'm trying to be transparent. This, the altars are open tonight. This, like I said, this this didn't go exactly how I wanted to, how things usually do go, but that's all right. And you, know, you want to talk about regret? Amen. You see, there's some of y'all in this church. And you know, I don't want to just always use this card. Y'all know our story. Sister Alice, Sister Melissa, different ones. You've been trying to have a baby. Well, we have, we have two. We've been trying for almost 12 years now. My wife just had her third miscarriage this year. She just had her third miscarriage. Amen. And I know, you know, people want to say, well, how do you know and all that junk? I'm just going to tell you, I live with her and I know. Because 
the same symptoms, a lot of them that you'd have when you're pregnant, that when you're born a woman is thrown in the menopause. That's what she's been going through. An emotional wreck, anxiety, can't sleep at night, crying for just every reason. There's not a handbook that prepares you for that kind of stuff. There's not a handbook that prepares you for that. When, when, and I'm not trying to, guys, I'm just going to tell you, we have eight beautiful nieces and nephews, seven just on ordinance and whatever. Now, Mama doesn't have a problem in the world having babies. And you just expect to be married, and it just comes so easy. And then 12 years later, you've seen all three sisters who are younger than you have four children, have two children, have one child. And you're still holding on. You see, we can talk about shadows tonight. But I want to tell you something, God. Amen. Even though we've endured pain of barrenness, the heartache of loss of death. You see, the same year that we lost my dad, just a few months earlier, she lost one of her best friends in this world, and that was her mama Mary. You want to talk about shadows? Lost her mama Mary, who we all thought would live to be a hundred healthy as a horse. Anybody knew her probably thought that. Lose her mind with a terrible disease. And here we are a few months later. We're selling our house. Ashley and Tyler bought our house. The very same week that we were moving out, my dad dies. So within a two-week period, my dad dies. We have the funeral. We move out of our house and we have to celebrate Thanksgiving for the first time without my dad. I want to tell you, I know about shadows. I'm only 35 years old as of yesterday. See y'all, yeah, a lot of this is genetic, but a lot of that is from the shadows. But I want to tell each and every single one of you, we could all talk about our shadows. Amen. But we're overcomers tonight. And God still has a promise for every single one of you. Amen. I want to, I want to tell you and I want to warn you from this pulpit. Amen. Something that you've been warned thousands and thousands of times. Amen. That God is still coming back soon. And you can choose to dwell in the shadows of regret and the past and hurt. The promises that have not yet happened. Or you can choose to hold on to the promises that said, Lord, your word said that you cannot lie. And I'm going to tell you that's the shadow that I choose to hold on to. Amen. The shadow that Pastor Ben proclaimed. Amen. When he was here preaching our dedication services. Amen. With his dad, Brother Bishop White. Amen. He said, every promise that God
choose to live in the shadows. But which shadow are you going to live in? The shadow of all that or the shadow of a bright future that God has promised you that I will give you life everlasting. Amen. I'm going to give you something that's never going to leave you. That's never going to hurt you. That's never going to talk about you. That's never going to let you down. Amen. That's what I'm going to give you. You don't have to worry about, amen, those other shadows. Amen. You see, Peter Pan, you can live your whole life trying to sow, amen, that shadow back on. Or you can say, I don't have to have that shadow, amen, because I've got a new shadow that I'm flying to. some Peter Pans out there. I know we got, it sounds kind of silly coming out of my mouth tonight. Amen. But I know we have some Peter Pans out there. Amen. The Peter Pans that said, I was already supposed to, amen, have a better job. I was already supposed to, amen, be a better dad. I was already supposed to, amen, be a better leader. But I want to tell you, today is the day of salvation. Today, you don't have to worry about, amen, hallelujah, trying to wait and, amen, and earn up and, and, and be good enough to be what God wants you to be. Because, you see, I want to tell you something that you probably heard. You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. Because my righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. But his righteousness is perfect. Come on, is there any Peter Pan out there that wants to just cast those shadows aside and trade them in? Trade them in for joy and peace and promise and everlasting life and the promise of being able to lay your head on a pillow at night and, and go to sleep without restlessness and actually sleep a whole night through without having to swallow a pill. You don't have to wake up with cold sweats from the torment, the nightmares, the fear. Come on, the altars are open. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. For more information about our ministry, visit our website.